Lord, I thank you for my journey. Lord, you brought me a mighty long way. Lord, I thank you for my journey. Brought me a mighty long way. I had some hills to climb. But you brought me, Lord, you brought me a mighty long way. Lord, I thank you. Lord, I thank you for my journey. You brought me a mighty long way. Praise the Lord, beloved. It is again another Thursday night. Time of contemplation, inspiration, revelation. In other words, it's Bible study tonight. We're blessed, we're blessed, we're blessed. We're wonderfully, wonderfully blessed. Thank God for each and every one of you who have found it not robbery to put aside the toils and troubles of this mundane world and to join together with the band of love, the, the people of God, and to inquire of his glory. We thank God for each and every one of you under the sound of my voice. We thank God for his awesome love, his tender kindness, and his great mercy. Let us pray. Father God, we thank you right now for what you have already done. We thank you now, Father God, what you are doing right now. And we thank you, Father God, for what you're going to do. God, we are excited tonight. We enter into our study with anticipation, Lord God, with our necks stuck out, knowing that you, God, are up to something. And we are so glad tonight, Father God, that you allowed us to participate in the great work, the ministry of reconciliation. God, we thank you tonight that you have made us ambassadors, Father God. You have made us spokespersons, Lord God. We thank you tonight, Father God, as you, Father God, take us deeper and deeper into the revelation, Lord God, of you, Father God. Father God, we come with a purpose tonight. We come with intentionality tonight. God, we come, Father God, as a mighty burning fire, wanting to know you, Father God, more intimately, because we realize and recognize, Father God, it, that intimacy, Father God, only means that you are into us and we are into you. We thank you, Father God, for the unity of the Godhead, Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. We thank you tonight. Father God, dear, you have allowed us, Father God, to be a part of that unity, Father God. We have been blessed, Father God, to be adopted, Father God, to be heirs and co-heirs, Father God, to join in this great and marvelous, Father God, work that you have done. Tonight, God, I pray, Father God, that you look upon me, Father God, your manservant, Father God, that you would bless me, Father God, to Father God, to speak, Father God, as you would lead me, Father God, to speak. Give me, Father God, knowledge, wisdom, and understanding, Father God, not of the things of the world, but of the things of you. Father God, I pray tonight, Father God, that Father God, you, Father God, give me recollection, Father God, that you would, Father God, give me recall. And Father God, that you allow me, Father God, to speak that which you would have. Take me out of self, Father God. I give you all of me that I might have all of you. Father God, anoint me afresh, Father God. 
Let me speak thy words, Father God. For you are my God, I am your child, Father God. You are my master, I am your servant, Father God. I am fully yielded unto you, Father God. I thank you tonight, Father God, for what you're going to do. Bless those, Father God, who are going to hear that they would have hearts to receive, ears to hear, Father God. Then open their minds, Father, could to receive what the Spirit is saying to the church tonight. God, we love you now. We thank you. We bless you. We exalt you and we magnify you now in Jesus' holy name. Amen, amen, and amen. Praise the Lord, everybody. Praise the Lord. I'm so grateful. I'm excited tonight. Y'all going to have to bear with me. I, I, I pray, Lord, that you would just kind of be patient with me. You know, I, I get excited. Well, y'all in trouble tonight because I'm already excited. I'm on fire right now. The Lord has blessed me. He blessed me mighty, mighty, mightily. You know, as I share all the time, I approach this 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 opportunity to 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 look into God's word, and I'm, I I share with you. You know, I come just as you come. I come seeking, and I'm so glad that the Bible declares, "If you will knock." He will and he will open the door. If you will seek, you will find. So I'm coming today. That is one of the keys. You know, I share often. There are keys. The Bible says that. God, Jesus Christ, one of his last things he did was he told Peter that upon this rock, this Petros, that Cephas, that, that Peter would, would, would build the church. Peter's not the church, but he shows us through that example that, that the little rocks, you, me, all of us are the church. And upon you and me, Peter, all of those, those little rocks, the big rock will build the church. And he says that he will give us the keys to the kingdom. Hallelujah. Y'all ought to be getting excited right around here with me. Because Jesus said that he would give us the keys to the kingdom. I said Jesus said he would give us the keys to the kingdom. And anybody know, I have said enough times that if there are keys, hallelujah, there must be some things that are locked. You know, old folks used to say that we serve a mysterious God, but I beg your pardon. He's not mysterious. He has mysteries. Mysteries are only things that have yet to be uncovered. Mysteries are only things that we do not know yet. So we serve a God who has some things that he wants us to know that we just don't know yet. And so he has given us the keys to open the locks that will uncover the mysteries of the things we don't know yet. Remember now, God has given us a book, 66 books of revelation, 66 books of information and transformation that we might know him more intimately. We know him more intimately. He reveals himself in the manifold uh, 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 entities of his glory. So tonight, 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 beloved, just as a refresher, y'all bear with me. I know, I know you wrote it down last week. I believe we've been talking about it several, but tonight we're going to talk, we're going to talk about, uh, uh, we're going to stretch out a little bit. We talked about uh, trials and temptations and spiritual warfare, uh, and we're still in the same vein with this course, this study that we're doing is a study in the discipleship. That is the paramount priority of the children of God, that we become disciples. Remember, that's what Jesus did. I mean, all the rest of the stuff went along with being disciples. Jesus' mission now from day one, he walks along the shores 
of the waters and he calls the boys. He calls uh, uh, Andrew. He calls uh, 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 Peter uh, 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 and, and John and he calls them. He says, go down what you're doing. Let go of where you've been and come and follow me and I will make you fishers of men. He calls them to discipleship. And out of those 12 now, they shake the whole foundation of the world. Over 2,000 years ago, those 12, those 12 who walked the mundane shores with Jesus Christ, they walked with him and they learned all about it. It was from them 12 that today, 2,000 years later, that millions have come to know Jesus Christ all over the world. I'm just saying you ought to be excited that you are a part of that mission. Yes, he said, go ye therefore and make disciples. Hallelujah. He didn't say go and make churches. He didn't say go and make fellowship halls. He didn't say go. Matter of fact, Jesus, I mean, God was 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 remiss in, in wanting or allowing even David, a, a, a man after his own heart, in building a temple. Because God knew the hearts of men and he knew how they would get uh, full of themselves. Even Solomon, in all his wisdom, when God allowed him to build a temple, the problem became that he got full of himself. But we're not going to talk about that tonight. We're talking about God is holy. But I just want to refresh your memory. I asked you to write this scripture down. Let me just say we, we, we're interactive tonight. We're blessed tonight. I believe a dear friend of mine, Pastor, Pastor Tony James. Are you on the line, Pastor? Amen. Amen. But anyway, uh, if you would, I shared with you in the past, 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. 1 Corinthians 10 and 13. I told you, we've talked about it in the past couple of weeks. You need to really get that there in your bosom. David said he hid the word in his in his heart. He hid it in his belly that he sinned not against God. Well, this is a transitionary, transformational uh, 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 scripture. 1 Corinthians 10, 13, the New International Version says this. No, no temptation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. Get up off your high horse. Get up off your moaning, groaning, whining tail. Get up and stand on your feet because he says that no temptation has overtaken you. No trial has overtaken you. No situation has overtaken you except what is common to mankind. Everybody, the Bible says that all have sinned and fall short of the glory of God. Listen, listen, whatever you're going through, whatever's happening in your life, it ain't, it ain't so much. But here's the good news. God is faithful. There it is. Faith being the definition of faith is trusting. So God is trustworthy. Matter of fact, he's faithful. He's full of trust. He's trustworthy. So God is trustworthy. He will not let you be tempted. He ain't going to let the thing happen to you beyond what you can bear. I'm just saying, when you know this, watch, if it was just me telling you that, then, then, then you can keep on shaking in your boots. But because God says it and he qualifies it by telling you that he is faithful. You know this because the Bible says that God is not a man that he should lie, nor the son of man that he should repent. So when God says that he's faithful, hold it, hallelujah, thank you, Holy Spirit. Matter of fact, we can trust God so well because the Bible declares 
that when God decided to swear upon a thing, when he made a covenant with, with, his, with his people, he said he looked all around. He searched all over and he found nothing greater than himself. Hallelujah. I thank you, Holy Ghost. He found nothing greater than himself. So he swore upon his own self. He declared it upon his own self. He covenanted it with his own self. Matter of fact, when he promised Abraham, he covenanted it with his own self. Yes, God is faithful. He will not let you be tempted, beloved, beyond what you can bear. But, 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 but is that word that cancels everything that went before. But when you are tempted, but when you are tempted, yes, you are going to go through some trials, some tribulations, some situations, whether by your own doing or just because God is trying to elevate you into a higher revelation, a higher intimacy. But when you are tempted, he, God, will also provide a way out. He will also provide a way out so that you can endure it. Beloved, God will bring you to it and know he will bring you through it. Where you go in, God has a way out. David said, yea, though I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. Yes, I walk through the valley of the shadow of death. And beloved, let me bless you real good. Let me bless you real good. The valley of the shadow of death is the kingdom of the world. Yes, we are here right now in the valley of the shadow of death, but we're going through it and we're coming out into the kingdom of light. Oh Lord, thank you, Lord. Thank you. Hallelujah. We're coming out of the valley. Listen, of the shadow. It only looks like, but it ain't real. Yes. And we're coming out into the kingdom of light. Yes, there'll be a new earth, a new heaven, and all that has been before will pass away, and we will live in that new Jerusalem. So, beloved, tonight, 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 we have absorbed that 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 scripture. We have allowed it to become a a, a light and a lamp. We're walking in the presence of His goodness. We're going to talk tonight about. The fact that God is holy and he has called us into that, that holiness. He has called us into a relationship that is higher than our prior relationship. That's why we talked about the first step that we had to take in this journey of discipleship was to be saved. The first step is salvation. And now we're going to talk tonight about sanctification sanctification. You do know that as a believer, as a blood-washed, born-again believer, that you now become sanctified. You are a saint of God. You're moving into that, into that realm now of sanctification. Because remember now, we are in the world, but not of the world. Our spirit person, our spirit man has an intimacy with God. And once we allow God to, to clean out, to to, to wash away all the hindrances, we begin to, 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 to flow in the spirit man. We're able to do things that we could not do before. We become into a closer, more powerful relationship with God. It's simple as this, beloved. Don't get all twisted up in no twilight zone kind of understanding. It's simply as this. 
When we know more, we can do more. When we know more, we can do more. And what do we need to know more? We need to know more word. When we got more word in our belly, we're able to do more. We're able to interact with the things and counteract the things of the adversary. Remember that we are in a war. There is warfare, but the but the weapons of our warfare are not flesh. They're not carnal, but they are spiritual. And what is the weapon that we use? It's the word of God to the pulling down of strongholds. And where is this battle being waged? It's being waged in your head. It's being waged in your mind. It's being waged in your thought processes. That's why the word declares that we should be transformed not conformed. How? In the renewing of your mind. See, I don't make this stuff up. It's right there in the book. The battle is in your mind. Be not conformed, but be you transformed by the renewing of your mind. See, if I, if I was wrong, it wouldn't be in the book. I'm just saying, see, the, the difference is we've got to have the revelation of God bringing the inspiration of his word. The inspiration brings revelation. The breathing in of God's spirit now, it, it brings the opening, the, the uncovering, the revelation of what God is saying. Yes, tonight, beloved, we're talking about God is holy. This is revealed to us by Holy Spirit. That's why it was important that Jesus now, see, we get caught up in Jesus dying for our salvation. Yes, that was important. But remember now, remember then Jesus had told the boys, he said, listen, I got to go to Jerusalem. I'm going to Jerusalem and I'm going to die. They got caught up, but he says, if I don't go, hallelujah, thank you, Lord. If I don't go, then I can't send back the comforter. Ooh, wow. See, Jesus was letting them know that there was some stuff that had to happen for their good. Yes, and for the kingdom's glory. Keep that word in your mind always. Glory. God's glory. So he tells them that he has to go. He has to die. But when he goes, that he will send back. Watch this. What does he say? That where I am, you may be also. The book declares that we, watch this, that we not will be, not was, but we are. We are seated with him in heavenly places. Hallelujah. Oh, man. Do you hear what I'm saying? The book says that we are seated with him in heavenly places. That means that we have a connection, a spiritual connection with him right now. Watch this. That that where we declare and decree a thing on earth as it is in heaven, on earth as it is in I'm trying to show you that we have a connection when we get connected with this word and our spirit now connects with his spirit when we move in closer now watch this in our sanctification we have more access to the things of heaven, the things of God's kingdom. See, don't get 
twisted and caught up in that idea of uh, uh, walking the, 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 the streets of gold and long white robes. Listen, let's put that, let's put that on the back burner. How about let's, let's deal with some reality that we're living in a fallen world, but we've got a powerful weaponry to operate here in the, 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 the earth realm. See, we need to understand that God has a mission for us here in the earth realm, because if it wasn't why did he put us here we're here watching to take back what the adversary has stolen do you not know he says now jesus last words now is the great commission go ye therefore making disciples why why? That we take back what the devil has stolen. And the good news is that we can do it right here, right now. Listen, Shaniqua is acting crazy. Well, mama, you got to put some word on her. A baby is acting stupid. He won't study. He out there acting a fool. He want to get involved in all kind of get. Listen, you got to put some... Don't you know? You remember? You know what you said? Thank God I had a praying grandma. I thank God. And that's my testimony. I thank God. I thank God I had a praying great-grandma. My great-grandma put me on her knee and she she declared and decreed. She told my mama that the Lord got to work for that boy. Told mom, I'm just saying that, see, you can speak a prophetic word over your own. David said, I had to encourage myself. I'm just saying, you got to put some word even on yourself. You know, we got people walking around and I'm anointed with Annabelle. Listen, if you don't put no word on it, then the oil ain't got nothing to do. You got to have some word on you. I'm just saying the Bible says that, that we are fearfully and wonderfully made. Well, listen, walk in your fearful and wonderful self and declare and decree a thing by the word of God, then walk in it. But here's where we're talking about tonight, why it's so important. Because God says, be ye holy for the Lord thy God, he is holy. Yes, beloved. He says that you are, watch this, to be holy. You are to be holy. But listen, don't let the folks get you all nervous. Don't let them get you nervous with the understanding that you are called to be holy. Let me just say this. Holy is not a bad word. I know it's a four-letter word, but it's not a bad four-letter word. Holy now only means that we are set apart, that, 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 that we are otherwise. Let, let, me, let me just say this, that, that in the Bible, God mentions holiness more than any other characteristic of his own self. And the Bible says that God is love. But but he even talks about himself being holy and others talk about him being holy more than it even talks about him being love. Holiness means otherwise. Holiness means separ separated. Holiness means that, that we are separated from all that is imperfect, that we are separated from the things of the world. We are separated from the impure and unclean. Listen, now, don't get it twisted. We are still in the earth realm. We are still in the flesh. It says that God is holy. He didn't say that you are, but he says that you are to be holy. You are to be holy. And to be means to become, that it is a process. Oh, you ought to get excited. You ought to get excited because the fact that it is a process, that means that wherever you are, whatever you've done, whatever you're doing, that God has set up a way, a way, 
a way that you can go from where you are to where he wants you to be. That you can go from dirty, down, low, disgusted, can't be trusted to where God can elevate you to the place of power even in the earth realm. God is pure, perfect, blameless, excellent, and worthy of all praise and honor. And God wants us to move up in his image and his likeness. He's offered us a way. God wants us to live holy lives. Once again, listen, don't let this churchy business deter you from walking with God. Don't let it stop you. Know that God has made a way that we can live holy, live set apart, even in the midst of the earth realm. God has set it up, Romans 8, 15, that we have been adopted, that we become sons, heirs and co-heirs. We become part of God's family, knowing that God now, if you're a part of his family, he's giving you the attributes that are or characteristics of the family. So here it is. God has committed himself to our holiness through Jesus Christ, but we also have uh, the responsibility to walk as Jesus walked. Now watch this. This is what I keep saying. It's not about putting on a religious act. You know, I, I, on, on Sunday when I stand in the pulpit, I, I, I may wear a collar, but that's just to, 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 to denote to you the place where I stand. What I'm trying to say is think about the book. God told uh, Moses to make a special wardrobe for Aaron, the priest, that the people would know his office. He would know where he stands. That he would know his position. But Aaron, remember, watch this. Aaron was a man just like everybody else. Aaron made mistakes just like everybody else. I was talking to my pastor friend, uh, 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 Pastor James, the other day, and we were talking about the fact that, that, that Aaron and Miriam made some very bad mistakes. Uh, uh, they challenged Moses in his authority, not understanding that God had anointed and appointed Moses to that position. Matter of fact, Moses was different than everybody else. Moses, God had told Moses, I'm going to make you to be a God or like a God to the people of Israel. See, that, that's something that nobody else stood in that position. But God made him to be a God to the, in other words, they looked at him in that way. But God was up to something. He also made sure that his glory would not be diminished. Listen, if you would, I, I really want to get to this this, this scripture. I, I we we're gonna have to we're gonna go back. It's already seven seven thirty, but I want to get to this scripture. We're gonna once again we're gonna talk about holiness and sanctification. But listen, come with me to this this evening to Second Corinthians chapter three, and. In, in your in your Bibles, and I've asked y'all from the start that you would have your Bibles with you, that you would have a notebook or some some paper to take notes, and I hope and pray that you're serious enough about what we're doing, that you're doing that. You should have a highlighter, a pen, or a pencil. You shouldn't have to run to find it. But 2 Corinthians chapter 3, 
verses 7 through 18. This is what we're going to be talking about. The Lord blessed me tonight as I was preparing for this study, and it, and, and, and it just led me here, and, and, and we're going to be here. We're going to be here in this, and you're, over the next, probably the next couple of weeks, then a couple of Thursdays, we're going to look at this scripture right here, and, and we're going to work under the heading, once again, of, of, of holiness, sanctification, the transformation that God is yielding in our lives. Second Corinthians chapter three, verses seven through 18. I'm going to read it. I've got, I've got it paralleled in my, in, in, in my notes in three translations. Let, let me share it with you. And then we're going to, I'm going to talk about it a little bit in the, uh, the, the new international version. And I, 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 I work mostly with the new international version. It's, 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 it's a very good, uh, uh, translation of the Bible. I, I say nothing negative against any of the others, but you got to know what you're working with. King James was written in 1611. It's, 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 it's God's word, but it's, 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 doesn't have uh, newer information. In other words, not to say that it's that it's incomplete, but in 1611 they didn't have the the the, the Dead Sea Scrolls. They didn't have uh, the the Qumran uh, 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 particles and, and manuscripts. And what they've done in translations, they take all that they found, all the different parts, different Bibles that they've uncovered, and they put them together side by side. And this is how the Bible was uh, uh, com- compelled, com- uh, uh, put together, in other words. But anyway, the New International Version writes this wise. And we're talking about the greater glory of the new covenant. Verse 7. Now, if the ministry that brought death, which is engraved in letters of stone, came with glory, so that the Israelites could not look steadily at the face of Moses because of its glory, transitory though it was, will not the ministry of the Spirit be even more glorious? If the ministry that brought condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the ministry that brings righteousness? For what was glorious has no glory now in comparison with the surpassing glory. And if what was transitory came with glory, how much greater is the glory of that which lasts? Verse 12, therefore, since we have such a hope, we are very bold. We are not like Moses, who would put a veil over his face to prevent the Israelites from seeing the end of what was passing away. But watch this, but their minds were made dull. For to this day, that same veil remains when the old covenant is read. It has not been removed because only in Christ is it taken away. Even to this day, when Moses is read, a veil covers their hearts. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, watch this, verse 16. But whenever anyone turns to the Lord, the veil is taken away. Now the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And we all who with unveiled faces contemplate the Lord's glory are being transformed into his image with ever-increasing glory, which comes from the Lord, who is the Spirit. I know I said a whole lot, but I know you heard a few things there that 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 stand out. The preeminent word that you should have heard was glory, spirit, transformation, 
unveiling. These are all things that have happened. This text now, it takes us from the Old Testament, the old way of of coming to God to the new covenant, the new relationship that God brings us to through Jesus Christ. There was a covering, there's an uncovering. It's no... It's not a new God. It's just a new way of relating to him. Before they were veiled, they could not see, but now we see. There was was a bondage before, now we are free. He says, uh, in Christ, we are set free before they were covered. Let me read it in the new living new living translation it says this the old way with laws written in stone led to death here now they're not talking about a physical death but a spiritual death the old way with laws Remember, you had to bring a, a, a lamb, a goat, a, a blood sacrifice led to death. Something had to die in order to, 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 to be set free. Something had to die to open the way to, to God. Something had to die in order to even come and, and, and have relationship with God. Remember the priest had to take uh, the, the, the lamb, the, the, uh, the, the dove, the, the calf, and it had to be slaughtered and, 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 and killed and died before it can be uh, 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 the blood brought to the, to, the, to, the, to, the, to the mercy seat. All right, the old way with laws written in stone, led to death. Though it began with such glory that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses' face. Let me explain that. Here it is. What this is saying is that the law now, remember, was written on the tablets of stone. Remember the commandments? Moses had went up on the mountain and he received the, the law, which were written with the finger of God in stone tablets. See, the old way. Those commandments, the laws were written in stone, etched in stone, led to death. He said the only way to, to bring about uh, uh, payment for the, the things that were done had to have a sacrifice. But they began with such glory, watch this, that the people of Israel could not bear to look at Moses. When Moses came down the mountain with the Ten Commandments, remember, they said that his face had had become like bronze, had become had become scorched, that he had been in the presence of God, in front of God's glory, that his face now began to glow. And he would put a veil over his face, watch this, here it is right here, for his face shone with the glory of God. God, even though the brightness was already fading away. The very fact that Moses had been within sight of the glory of God had caused his face to shine. And it scared, it frightened the people. So he would put a veil over his face. Now the allegory or the imagery is that is that the people couldn't handle it. Just like God had told them to come to him, but the people were frightened of God's glory. Go back and read the, the story. He had called, God had called the people 
themselves to come to the mountain and that he would speak to them. But the people were afraid because they heard the rumbling and saw the lightning flashing in the mountain. And they said, no, Moses, you go and talk to God. So now that's what we have here. Verse eight says, shouldn't we expect far greater glory under the new way? under the way of Jesus Christ. Watch this. Now that the Holy Spirit is giving life. See, the old way gave death. There had to be blood sacrifices, but the new way through Holy Spirit now is a way of a living life. We can come, the Bible says that we can come with a boldness, with a boldness to him, to his throne. Verse nine, if the old way which bring condemnation was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way which makes us right with God? The new way we come to God through Jesus Christ by way of Holy Spirit and that brings life. The old way, remember Jesus says that he He does not bring condemnation. I believe it's, 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 it's uh, John 3, 17. Through him there is no condemnation. Let, let me know. John 3, 17. Amen. Bear with me. John 3, 17. I believe in him there is no condemnation. Uh, all right, verse John, John 3, 17. For God did not send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save the world to him. That's a blessing. That's the amen. That's a blessing. Because see, see, uh, uh, people will try to condemn you. The world is built upon fear of condemn and, and condemnation. You remember when you first got to say how people talked about you and, and, and tried to tear you down. But God says he didn't send his son into the world to condemn the world, but to save it through him. Your way now, the way of God to his uh, righteousness is a way of life. Verse 10 says, in fact, the first glory was not glorious at all compared with the overwhelming glory of the new way. See, beloved, what I'm trying to show is that this new way, this, this, this pathway of righteousness, this new way of relationship with God is greater than the old way. This new way, this way that we're coming now through the, 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 uh, uh, the way of the Holy Spirit, this relationship that we have, this relationship now we have with Jesus Christ, this relationship now that we have where we receive the very righteous, the right standing with God through Jesus Christ. Here's the point of it all, beloved. If we are saved, if we accept Christ in our hearts, we have a pathway. We have a new way of living that even in the midst of our interaction of the world that we don't have to hold our heads down. You know, I've talked to many people and and even though they believe in God, they, they still hold their heads down. They can't, they have not accepted the freedom that we have. Listen, what I'm trying to say is whatever you've done in the past, whatever you're doing right now, 
God has blessed you. God has forgiven you. Even, even in the midst of your doing right now, you might be living in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a, in a bad way. You might be doing things still. Don't, it's okay. Not saying that doing wrong is okay, but God is a God of forgiveness. God is a God of love. God desires that you will come. Let him work your problems out. Come as you are. Whosoever will come as you are. God because if you could do these things by yourself, then you wouldn't need him. He wouldn't have to send Jesus to die if you could do it by yourself. See, even before they couldn't do it by themselves, they had to bring sacrifices. They had to offer them. But see, God has sent Jesus to the cross to die for you, to die for you. He shed his blood for you, that you can come now, that you can come boldly to that throne of grace and receive it. Yes, beloved. Verse 11. So if the old way which has been replaced was glorious, how much more glorious is the new way, watch this, that remains forever. This new way is a one time deal. You can come now. You don't have to go every month, every year, every time you sin with a new goat lamb or, or no, you just come to Christ and you are saved. Come and allow him into your heart and you are in relationship with him. You go then to him. Verse 12 says, since his new way gives us such confidence, we can be very bold. We are not like Moses who put a veil over his face so the people of Israel would not see the glory, even though that glory was destined to fade away. But watch this. But the people's minds were hardened. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers their minds so they cannot understand the truth. What this is saying is it's, it's, it, it's speaking to the 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 what happened with the children of Israel, but we bring it fast forward. It says, but the people's minds were hardened and watch this. And to this day, whenever the old covenant is being read, the same veil covers this, but this same religious attitude covers their mind so that they cannot understand the truth. They cannot understand the word. They cannot receive the revelation that is there for them today. And this veil can be removed. Watch this. See, here it is. And this veil can be removed only by believing in Christ. This is why those who have not accepted Christ as their Lord and Savior, they can hear the word, but they cannot receive the word. They hear it, but their understanding is covered, is veiled, is cloudy. They cannot receive or understand the truth. Let me bless you. That word understand designates a greater relationship. Understanding denotes that which we stand under. It says they cannot understand the truth. They cannot stand under the truth. They cannot receive the, the blessing, the covering. They cannot un understand the 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 
the blessing that that word now gives you. When I say the understanding, when you stand under the truth, when you understand, when you stand under the word of God, it seals you from the fiery darts of the adversary. Oh, I, I, I pray to God that you're receiving this, this, this word tonight. Verse 13. Yes, even today. When they read Moses' writing, their hearts are covered with the veil and they do not understand. Verse 16. But whenever someone turns to the Lord, here it is, praise God. The, whenever someone turns to the Lord, whenever someone receives Jesus Christ, the veil, the veil is taken away. Watch this, verse 17. We're almost done. For the Lord is the Spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Let, let me say, for the Lord is spirit. And wherever the spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Let me just note this. I hope you're looking in your Bibles. When you see in verse 17, the Lord is the spirit. That's capital S. It's speaking of Holy Ghost. Where the Lord is the spirit. And wherever... The Holy Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. Beloved, see, we talk about whom the Son sets free is free indeed. Beloved, God is giving us freedom. He is setting us free from the bondage of the old ways, the old mindset. God is setting us free to a, a free relationship, a relationship of love. Even now, see what I'm trying to show you, we're talking, we're going to talk more about it, about being holy and sanctified. See, in the past, they tried to make us to be in bondage with the idea of being holy. I can be holy and 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 free. In the past, they tried to make it be, that being holy meant that you that your feet couldn't touch the earth. Trying to make holy to be a form of bondage. But the Bible says that when we are are in the Lord, that His Spirit now in relationship with Holy Ghost, that we are free. We've been set free. Even in our sanctification, we are set free. Verse eighteen. So all of us, watch this, who have had the veil removed can see and reflect the glory of God. And the Lord, who is spirit, makes us more like him as we are changed into his glorious image. Beloved, what we're going to find and see is that when we are in Christ Jesus, when we are in right relationship, remember now, watch this. Let me show you, and we're closing out. When, we, when, when Jesus now walked and talked with the people of God along his journey, they talked about him. How could you sit with sinners? How could you you go to the house of Zacchaeus? How could you how you could you sit with with wine drinkers? How could you sit with the the unclean? How can you talk to lepers? What I'm trying to say is Jesus was holy. Jesus was holy. Jesus was 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 sanctified, and yet he still had a relationship with the people. Of, of the world. How can you point the way when you're living on a pedestal? How can you point the way? How can you lead others? How can you, you set others free? How can you disciple others when you you so 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 holy that you can't touch the earth? 
You, you, you see what I'm saying? He, he came against the religious folk. Not in a hurtful way. He didn't. Remember the Pharisees and the Sadducees. They were church folk. They believed in God, but the problem was that they had caught up, got caught up and tangled up in religiousness where it made them suffer from pride and, and prejudice and look down the nose at others. When Jesus came, he got right down there with the people. He wrapped his arms around them. And beloved, that's what you needed. And that's what others need today. It's so amazing that people can get saved by Jesus out of their mess to look down their nose at somebody else who's in the same situation that they were in. You know, you were once, <laughs> how the book says, once was some of us. And the truth of the matter is, once was all of us. Beloved, we've got to walk in the newness and offer the freedom that God has given us, the same love and compassion, the same heart that Jesus extended to us, we've got to learn to extend to others. And the only way we're going to be set free is through the blood of Jesus and the understanding of the word of truth. Beloved, we're out of time, but I ask that you would go back and if you have access, which the, the reality, we all got a cell phone today. Pull out your cell phone. Let me give you a, a, a good Bible app. I don't know uh, if, you, if you use this one, but uh, 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 Bible Gateway. Bible Gateway. You can pull that up. You can use multiple parallel translations. Uh, Make a note, 2 Corinthians 3, 7 through 18. Uh, I, I'm, tonight we were looking at the New International Version, the New Living Translation. Those are two excellent translations. Two excellent translations. You can also, I mean, if you just want to look, I'm sure you're familiar with uh, the message. Uh, uh, but be careful now. The message is not a translation. The message is a paraphrase. What uh, uh, Eugene Peterson did was that he took uh, the translation, he took the New King James, and he gave it uh, his thoughts. Paraphrasing is, is, is he takes and he gives his impression of what it means. It's very good, but be careful, it is not a translation. It's not word for word of the Bible. Uh, also, what I, I often use is, uh, uh, the Amplified, which gives you some more context as to what the different meaning of the implications. It amplifies, it makes it louder, makes it bigger. Uh, so that's another way. So, beloved, once again, I thank you. I praise God for your time, for your patience, uh, for bearing with me. Um, we're going to continue to talk about holiness and sanctification and as i've told you before if you have any questions um you you you're on the line i don't ask you to mute uh you can you can you can you can you can interact reverend hold it a minute elder you know i need to ask you something or you can contact me uh, uh minister miller at yahoo.com minister miller at yahoo.com and just by way of information, 
I'm going to be uh, hoping, pray, prayerfully, going to start a, a podcast very shortly. I'm working on setting up the platform now and be able to send out and share with you different uh, 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 information, um, Bible study, and to God be the glory. All right, beloved, we're going to close out in prayer. I know presiding elder, are you online, presiding elder? Amen, amen. But um, she asked that we would pray for her brother-in-law. Um, we're going to um, um, add Miss um, Downing, amen, in Plymouth. Uh, we're going to uh, add, I want to pray tonight for all those who are suffering, I, and I'm going to say this the way the Lord is leading me, from the bondage of COVID-19. I shared in earlier that, that, you know, not to say that, 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 that this sickness isn't real. It's real. People are suffering from it, but there's also another component. First uh, 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 Chronicles 7.15, I'm not sure I'm right now, but, but the Bible says that uh, uh, if my people who are called by my name, you know the text, humble themselves, Turn from their wicked ways, uh, that I will hear from heaven and heal the land. And so, beloved, I believe that these things are happening, that God will receive glory, and that if the church would humble themselves, turn from their wicked ways, uh, and pray that God will heal the land. And that if you're going through, remember I'm saying going through, God is trying to bring you out. So whatever it is, I don't know your personal situation or circumstance, but know this, that God is able to do all things but fail, to do it exceedingly abundantly beyond which we ask or think. So we're going to pray tonight for those who are under the yoke of COVID-19. We're praying tonight for sickness. We're praying tonight for healing. We're praying tonight for, for restoration and being made whole. Father God, it is again and once again, oh God, your servant comes now, Father God, standing in the gap for those who are suffering from sickness of various kinds, realizing, Father God, that you have made us fearfully and wonderfully, that they that healing is the children's bread, that there's yet still balm in Gilead. We thank you tonight, Father God, for you declared and decreed that, Father God, that you will put no more on us than we can bear. So, God, we pray tonight, Father God, that you would lift the yoke of sickness tonight, that you would pull down the stronghold of, of sickness and disease tonight, Father God. And, Father God, that you will cancel the very uh, thoughts of the adversary to uh, oppress your people. Lift us up now, oh Father God, before your throne. Heal now as only you can. Breathe a breath of fresh uh, cleansing air upon us, Lord God. Father God, sweep through the city with your glory. We place the blood of Jesus upon the very lentils of our lives. Father God, we cleanse ourselves with hyssop. We, Father God, thank you now for the blood which takes away the sins. We thank you now, Father God, for the cleansing of the yoke of sickness. God, we release now the healing 
over your people. We thank you now, Father God, as we bind the yoke of sickness, we bind the yoke of oppression, we bind the yoke of ignorance, Father God, and release now, Father God, the manifold presence of your glory. God, we thank you now for healing. We thank you now for being made whole. We thank you now for restoration. We thank you now, Father God, for allowing us to live and not die. God, we love you tonight. We bless you. We pray, Father God, blessings and favor over everyone under the sound of my voice, Father God. Health and healing, prosperity and joy, peace now rules, Father God. We thank you today for you are our God and we are your children. We thank you tonight for Jesus who is our Savior and our Lord. We thank you now for Holy Spirit, which is our comforter. God, we thank you now. We ask all these things in the only name that matters, the rich, marvelous, powerful, and miraculous name of Jesus, who is our Christ. And the people of God said, amen, amen, and amen. God bless you, beloved. Love you. Go in peace.